Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hello, this is episode number 308 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title of this episode is Rescued from Religion, Part 3. In previous weeks, I shared my journey as a young girl, then as a teenager, and now as a much more mature woman. (laughs) You like how I said that? A much more mature woman. Well, I'm married, moving towards 50 years with my wonderful husband, William, and blessed with children, daughter-in-laws, and grandchildren. I've been in ministry over three decades and am now an empty nester. By God's grace, I traveled and had the opportunity to share God's word in many churches, organizations, and settings. And this allowed me to see the way in which many believers worshipped and served our Lord. And it's given me an appreciation for the diversity in the body of Christ. I have seen how religion can be an influence in the life of a believer too. I have seen how religion can play a role in decision making and in life's perspectives and choices. May we learn the difference and choose to be a follower or disciple of Jesus Christ and not of a system of rulemaking designed by man. And I am not referring to any one denomination. I'm talking about a mindset that can pervade the mind of any believer. Each week I have focused on a word that begins with the letter R. In the previous weeks, the words were risk and rescued. This week, our word is released. Jesus desires for us to be released from all that would keep us in bondage, especially religion. If you have listened to our previous podcast, and I trust that you have, you know that I have been also sharing some differences between religion, relationship, and rebellion. Due to time, I will condense and explain this quickly, but go ahead and read the scriptures that I share in this podcast and then come back and listen again so that you can see some of the explanations more clearly. In a nutshell, religion is based upon our doing or working to be acceptable or pleasing to God. Titus chapter 3 verse 5 and 7 says, He saved us, not because of righteous things which we have done, but because of his mercy. 
He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. Justified by grace means just as if we have never sinned, and that was only by his grace. Zechariah chapter 4, 6 says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So even in this scripture, the Lord is letting us know it's not by any might or power of yours. It's only by my spirit that the kingdom work is able to be done. In John chapter 6, verse 26 to 29, we see that the people are confused. Jesus offered to give them eternal life, and they wanted to know what to do. Jesus answered that acceptance with God or the work of God was to believe on him. The work is not something man does for God, but it is the act of receiving what God has already done for man. So where the crowd thought of works, Jesus talked of only one work, and the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. He was speaking of a way of life rather than a set of rules to observe. It is a life characterized by continual exercise of faith in Jesus. Relationship is based upon his accomplishing a divine work within us. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says, For it is God who works in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13, it says, For this reason we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. Did you see that? Who performs its work in you who believe. Then rebellion is based upon a rejection or disobedience to works or God's commands, whether partially or wholeheartedly. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 says, By this we can be sure that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. And then Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk or so that we could live in them. This scripture in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 is a reference after salvation, after receiving Jesus as your Savior. People are not saved by works, and they are not saved by faith plus works. They are saved through faith alone. The minute you add works of any kind as a means of gaining eternal life, salvation is no longer by grace. And you can read Romans chapter 11, verse 6 on that. One reason that works are excluded is to prevent humans from boasting. 
If anyone could be saved by his works, then he would have reason to boast before God. And this is impossible. Read Romans chapter 3, verse 27. We are saved apart from good works, but saved unto good works. Good works are the evidence of our faith. And you can see that in James chapter 2, verse 17 to 18. Works never produce salvation, but salvation always produces good works. A man is not justified by works, but a justified man works. They are the fruit, not the root of salvation. And one must be a Christian before he can live as a Christian. He must be made good before he can do good. One must be created in Christ Jesus unto good works before he can walk or live in them. So I trust this is making sense, especially as I emphasize certain words. Notice how God prepared works in advance for us to do. And the purpose of these prepared in advance works is not to work in them, but to walk in them. In other words, God has prepared a path of good works for believers, which he will perform in and through them as they walk by faith. Now, this doesn't mean doing a work for God. Instead, it is God's performing his work in and through believers. Now, the result of salvation is that we are his workmanship, the handiwork of God, not the work of ourselves. While it is true that we're not saved by good works, it is equally true that we are saved for good works. Good works are not the root, but the fruit. We do not work in order to be saved, but because we are saved, we do good works. Works prove the reality of our faith in Jesus. So God's order then is this, faith, salvation, good works, and then rewards. Faith leads to salvation. Salvation results in good works and good works will be rewarded by God when we see him face to face. God prepares us for good works. He prepares good works for us to perform. Then he rewards us when we perform them. Such is his grace. Our responsibility is to seek his will for us and then obey it. We do not have to work out a plan for our lives, but only accept the plan which he has already prepared for us. So rebellion takes place when we decide that we're not going to walk in the good works which he has already prepared for us, but we're going to do what is right in our own eyes and we're going to decide the path we take. Rebellion takes place when we reject the instruction of God's word, the leading of his Holy Spirit, and his plan for our lives in connection with other believers. Rejection takes place when we decide we know what is best for us and do as we please. This is rebellion against God and his personal plan for you. So religion and rebellion are the extremes that we want to avoid. These are the things Jesus died to release us from. They do not have to hold us in bondage. 
They are where the flesh is in control. We should seek and desire relationship where the Holy Spirit is in control and produces Christ-likeness within us. So religion and rebellion are the extremes to avoid, but relationship where the Holy Spirit is in control and produces Christ-likeness within us is what our desire should be. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 warns all of us, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Also, take a moment and read Matthew chapter 23. In it, you will see how Jesus warns the religious leaders that their evil ways will lead to judgment and he grieves over the rebellion of Jerusalem. Jesus came to deliver and release us from religious practices that would not allow his followers to walk in the freedom that he purchased on the cross. Jesus had a real problem with leaders who put the burden of religion upon others. And to this day, he wants you to be released from them. So in Matthew chapter 23, we see the anger of Jesus. His anger is directed toward the wicked scribes and Pharisees, whom he condemned both publicly and personally. Jesus publicly condemns these men. If you look at verses uh, 1 through 12, he talks about they do not practice what they preach. They place heavy burdens upon the people. They do everything for show. They demand to occupy the place of prominence. And you know what? We see this today. We see some of these same things today. And then he goes in verses 8 to 12, giving warnings against these men. Jesus warns that whoever exalts himself is going to be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So then not only publicly does he condemn these men, but then personally And he does this through seven judgments. The first judgment, verse 13, you won't let others enter the kingdom of heaven and you won't go in yourselves. The second judgment, verse 15, you cross land and sea to make one convert and then you turn him into twice the son of hell as you yourselves are. The third judgment in verse 16 to 22, blind guides, You say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple. You can break that oath, but then you say that it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. So then not only does he call them blind guides, but he calls them blind fools. You say that to take an oath by the altar can be broken, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. Then the fourth judgment in verses 23 to 24, you are careful to tithe even the tiniest part of your income, but you ignore the important things of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, and then you swallow a camel. And then the fifth judgment in verses 25 to 26, you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you're filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. And then the sixth judgment, verses 27 to 28, you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones 
and all sorts of impurity. And then the seventh judgment in 29 to uh, verse 36. You will become guilty of murdering all the godly people from righteous Abel to Zechariah. And by their ancestors' hands, they admit that they are descendants of those who killed the prophets. And then by their own hands, they will kill those sent to warn them. And then in verse 36, all the accumulated judgment of the centuries will break upon the heads of this very generation. Now, I know I gave you an overview, but need I say more of how Jesus came to deliver and release us from these religious practices and attitudes? If you'll go back and read chapter 23 and then come back and look at how I gave a quick overview of it, you'll see the religious practices and attitudes that caused the anguish and the anger of our Lord and Savior. Religion, relationship, rebellion. Which one describes how you relate to Jesus Christ? If any of this is confusing to you, please contact us for clarification. And make it a point to join us next week. And smile, Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.